Hi guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of That's So Sabotage. We are back in the studio today, aka our closets, Um, but we have a brand new episode and we're so excited to talk to you guys because it's been a hot moment since we've done our sabotage advice and we know that you guys love this segment. We love doing it ourselves, so we thought it'd be a fun um, episode for today and we got some really great questions, so we can't wait to give you guys some of our sabotage advice on them. So obviously to start off every episode, we have to do our sabotage of the week. So I'm going to hand over the mic to Nitz and she can fill us in on what was sabotage this week for her. Well, you guys can see our listeners can't. My sabotage of the week is my missing nail. I decided to be um, independent and go for a walk earlier last week and journal and I get out there, I pull up my pen, but I'm missing a nail. <laughs> so it was just gone. <laughs> That's when you noticed. I didn't feel anything. Yeah. Is it, is in it a moment, fake? something was off. No, it's my real nail. I'm, I don't have oh, acrylics or anything, but I think my nails were chipped. So my girl, shout out to Grace at Majesty's Pleasure, would put silk on my nail and like put something on top to harden my nail. So I think it, there's just so many layers of like silk and hardeners that it just like popped off and the le- legit the polish was so thick. It just all fell off as if it was a fake nail. So I'm left with this wow. bullshit. Just a style. Um, that, that is so sabotage. And it's the one out of the 10. I literally don't remember the last time any of us had short nails. Like we all have. No, we I don't know. have claws, but like we don't have short nails. Like we definitely wear, do like the whole Hailey Bieber moment. Well, let me know how this happens right before Coachella right so here's the thing I have not gotten my nails done in weeks Emma the last time I got my nails done was when I went with you which was like two appointments ago ago. (laughs) two appointments ago um and yeah I'm I'm due I'm due if you need to go we can go I do need to go but um I'm due for a broken nail any day now because they're just like falling to pieces so your French your French tips oh wait Mm -hmm. and the worst part you guys, I didn't tell you, we get to my apartment by we, I mean me, Nat and Val, my team, and we're just like doing our thing. And Val suddenly goes, hey, Nitz, I found your nail. No. <laughs> and my legit nail no. was by the door, just like a pink little nail. And it was so thick. It was like a fake nail. But anyway, that was up a touch too. So did it hurt? No, I didn't even feel it. I didn't know it was gone. I like pulled oh. out my pen and paper and then my nail looked like this. Did you like file it down? Because it looks pretty stunning. Like it looks, did you file it? Yeah. Yeah, I did. had to. It, 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 it like yeah. broke. It broke off like zigzaggy. I was like, mm, no. A broken nail is one of no. my biggest fears in life. Oh my god! And then yeah. like cutting. When you know when you like have a broken nail and it's a little bit like spiky and then it like scratches your skin. That oh. is like my biggest pet peeve. I hate that. Oh yeah, my god. that's it what. That's broke. exactly what this was. But anyway, someone else who so can beat that. So what's your sabotage of the week, babe? Okay, you guys, it's honestly not that exciting because I'm gonna be honest. I really didn't do much this week. I haven't really like left the house. I haven't really like done done much. So there's not really anything that's sabotage that could have happened happened but honestly just like the whole like Coachella planning Coachella is like two weeks three weeks away and just the whole planning process of like your looks and everything and just getting organized like making sure you have like everything you need like sunscreen and just that whole packing list of all is those things at the top of your list babe is no is I, that, just, I just I just I actually that. <laughs> no I actually just thought of it because I wrote it down in my to-do list like two minutes ago I was like, I don't remember ever packing sunscreen to Coachella, yeah, but that, that's that's no. a good one. 
Um, SPF is so important. But you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just stressful. And I also don't have any of my outfits. Like I have them all planned out on my vision board, but I don't know if I'll be able to try them on until after I get home from Tulum, which is the 6th. And then we leave on the 11th. So I don't have much time to like fully figure out my fits if something doesn't fit me or something doesn't look like how I thought it would in my PowerPoint. So that's pretty sabotage. I think you're at least one step ahead of me and Emma. We don't even have the PowerPoint mm-hmm. figured out yet. So No, here's the thing. I, I Nitz, you have your two outfits, right? Yeah, I have two. I have zero, like literally working with scratch for one. And I haven't right. like figured out shoes for the two, but I have the two. Right. The two are good okay, to go. That's good. I'm just missing a one. That's not too bad. We just need the one. What about you? Oh, no, I still need two. <laughs> okay. I just have one. You guys, this is so crazy, actually, though. This is, like, should be all of our sabotages of the week because I feel like, po- like, the old Coachellas, we had our looks, like, planned, like, months in advance. Like, Soph was just saying, like, we were, like, this is just so not us to have our outfits done so late into Coachella season. So, I don't know. We'll see how it turns out. This will be interesting to kind of see in the future. Now, if you guys are listening, like, when we come out with Coachella and we come out in our outfits, like, it'll be very interesting to see what we're wearing. No, but, yeah, like, the whole process of, like, figuring out your outfits i feel like everything is so back ordered right now and i can't speak for you guys but like i've literally known what i've been wearing for like a few months now but it's like the shipping crisis that's happening has Mm -hmm. delayed has delayed everything majeure and um yeah i'm worried that like i'm gonna not fit into anything that i ordered or like it's just not gonna be cute so that's a little bit sabotage just to you know leave this on a positive note at the end of the day ladies we're gonna have the most fun ever and no matter what we wear the stunning queens are going to come through and double tap our picks anyways and support. Um, support if they <laughs> if they come up if they come up on our feeds, so that's why yeah. you have to go put us on your following list, all of us your on your favorites list yeah. or your favorite new list. Instagram update. That's so the tea, by the way. My Instagram hasn't updated yet. No, here's the thing. Mine you can't, has. Mine has. You can't listen to the rest of this podcast unless you go and put us on your favorites yeah. list. That's Ooh, a good one, hostage, so. lady. Yes. That's that's a rule. <laughs> Wait, how do you guys um, feel about it? I don't know. I'm like, I'm into it. Honestly, I think that it's time for a switch up. Even if it's not good or bad, I don't really care. I kind of just want things to switch up and there should be a little rock in the system here. Come come Instagram, you know, turn our world upside down. Let's see how it goes. We're we're all we're all needing a little shake up Chicago. You know what I'm saying? I do agree. I here's the thing. I like made my list. I feel like I need to add people to it, but I am not really clicking on it. That's the thing. And not yeah. really I'm not really going to the list i also find it kind of time consuming and like annoying to have to go and add people to your list because you can't add them yeah. from their profile you have to go to the favorites list and then add people yeah. in it's like it's i don't kind of like who i like to follow it's kind of like close friends you know how close friends how you can it's kind yeah. of like annoying to have yeah. to add and to take away people from your close friends it's kind of that same concept i guess but honestly i just always go back to the time where instagram stories just became a thing and i remember being like Instagram stories are so stupid. Snapchat's where it's at. Like, what the like? I'm never gonna use Instagram stories, and now it's like one of our main incomes. So, like, I'll never bash a new update from Instagram again. I'm truly gonna embrace every update and just like they clearly know what they're doing. And let's just roll with it and see how it goes. I back that. Except for they don't know what they're doing when they're not putting our photos on the algorithm. That's true. This is true. However, <laughs> you know what? It's in Instagram's hands now. That's so. a different. That's a different conversation. Emma, what's your sabotage of the week? Oh, I guess it was kind of. I mean, I guess I kind of worked off of the um, Cole Coachella debacle, but actually I didn't tell you guys, but if you guys remember last week's sabotage of the week, I got my car towed and I didn't right. know for four days. Yeah. Well, it was towed again. <laughs> I didn't know. Oh, 
my god so yeah i got back from california and my car wasn't outside and i was like where's my car don't you have like a parking pass to like be legally able to sit there yeah no i do however i don't know i guess the guy who does the towing on my street has some is out to get me so anyways shall we get into today's episode yeah absolutely so excited it is sabotage advice column um Am I starting with the first one? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like this one's very fitting because it's kind of what happened over the past weekend, which we can so spill the tea on the pod because I haven't really talked about it on Instagram yet. But the advice question is, how do you go about announcing a new relationship online after a really long-term public relationship? So Mm. ladies... Well, how do we feel about about this? What is our first thoughts? My first thought is I'd love to hear your thoughts, (laughs) Emma. Um, Okay, so it was actually terrifying. If you guys didn't catch that, it was a very small, soft launch of my man's. But I basically launched him when we went to the Dior event together over the past weekend in LA. And I've actually been with him for quite a while. And it was kind of a secret. Obviously, I kept it. I was I mean, I didn't keep it as a secret. I just kind of wanted to keep it private. And I think I will continue to keep it private. However, I thought that it's been a long time now. It's been I felt like it was right to announce it and kind of share with you guys that side of my life. But I mean, to answer the question about how to go about it, I think it's really, you know, circumstantial. Is that the right word I'm looking for? Circumstantial? Yeah, it's like, I feel like it's up to like everyone and like what they're comfortable with and like what's the like appropriate time after a breakup because like, I don't even know if you want me to chime in on this, but like it has been a few years since your past relationship. Like it has been some time. It's not like it was two days ago or two months ago. It has been. It feels like it was two days ago. I know. I know. I know. Isn't that crazy? Time flies. Yeah. But it, it it has been quite a while. And I think that since people were so attached publicly to my old relationship, there was just a lot of pressure to now introduce maybe someone new into like my public space um, and to my like, social media platforms and everything. And I think that a lot of people, um, I was scared. I'm not scared of judgment per se, but I'm just scared of kind of opening up again like that because I know it made the breakup that much harder being, being, you know, a public relationship. So I really wanted to do it on my time and on my terms. And I felt like this past weekend was a good time to kind of just basically announce that I am seeing somebody rather than just keeping it private. But yeah, I feel like my best advice is to just do what feels right to you and not rush into anything. And I think I took my time. Ladies, you know how long it's been. I think I took my sweet time with it and I thought it was the right time. No, I think that that's great that you did that because I feel like a lot of the time when people break up and it ends off on like a little bit of a sour note, they want to like rush into like showing their their ex-partner that like they've found someone else and they've moved on and there's I feel like there's almost like a little bit of like I don't even know what the word is but like flex to show their ex on social media that like they're happy now and they've moved on and like they're like with someone better and all this kind of stuff but I feel like that's almost like a little bit toxic and unless things happen like unless your relationship ends on like a really bad note I definitely like don't condone doing that I feel like you should still no matter what like have somewhat of respect for that person and like to you like you took quite a while but like to some person like two months might be a long time or like you know what I mean obviously I wouldn't Mm -hmm. recommend doing it like a week after but like I feel like everyone's time time frame is different and I think it just depends on like what you're comfortable with and clearly like based on your past relationship to Emma like you weren't comfortable with promoting it just because Mm -hmm. it made everything so much harder Mm -hmm. and I think that that it was it was a good a good choice for you because you were fully ready 
and you didn't regret anything. But I also think that like I was really debating whether or not to ever announce anything and just like keep it fully private and not even share my love life anymore online. That was truly a thought of mine when my initial breakup happened. And I even remember talking to you guys about it being like, I don't think I'll ever share my relationship online ever again because of what happened. And like, it was so traumatizing to like go through that online. But then once I was in another relationship that I was super happy in and that I was ready to kind of share my life again, I realized that like the whole point of me doing this as a job is to share my life. And you know, your love life is a huge part of that. Yeah. I also don't mind like a soft launch. Like, you know, when Mm -hmm. you see someone on social media and like they post like the arm or they post like just like- You mean Emma? (laughs) No, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you specifically, but I'm just saying in general, like you see it quite often, like these soft launches of like them out for drinks and there's like a hand next to the- guys like drink or whatever or it's like a mirror totally. pick but, but the guy's like facing the other way so it's just like his silhouette kind of and I actually love that because I feel like it's kind of like a little PR stunt um whether or not you have a following or not I just like I feel like it's so interesting and like I love when people do like the PR stunt of it all. no absolutely it keeps things exciting kind of it does. and like the amount of it's shares. like a tv show you know what I mean? Totally. It's like you tune in every week for another little little sliver. Totally. I agree. I think it's fun. It's like a fun game for us to be like, oh my God, what's his tag? Or like, ooh, like who, what's his name? We have to find him or what's her name, whatever. And it's like a fun game for your followers or even for like your friends that you're like, you're like, wait, I know exactly whose hand that is at that restaurant. It's so cute. So yeah, I think that to answer your question, go about it in some breadcrumbs. And then when you're ready, give the whole loaf, loaf of bread when you're ready, sister. Full, full Good analogy. PR. Okay, next question. Do you struggle with enjoying alone time or would you rather be with your boyfriend? That question kind of speaks to my soul. Okay, why don't you answer it first then, babe? You go for it, sister. Well, I think recently I've really started to enjoy alone time, whereas in the past it was something that I wasn't comfortable with for different reasons, maybe because I'm needy. But right now, for example, I really do like the nights where I get to spend time alone in the apartment. I don't know what it is, but just knowing I have my own schedule, not that Josh like bothers me but having someone in that apartment like just changes the dynamic Mm -hmm. like when I'm home alone I can light a candle I can light six candles if I want to I can put music on I don't need to ask if it's okay if there's music on or like dim the lights or turn on the lights it's like you're on your own schedule I can order what I want for dinner put on a movie I honestly value that time so much I think also because I never lived alone so I've only moved out with Josh and I never got to live alone. So I've started right. really enjoying that time and savoring it. That kind of came with time. I don't know. I know for all of us in our last season of TSS, we all spoke about being more independent. And I think we've all gotten there. So I'm interested to know what your take is. So my take on that question is obviously you guys know me, love my alone time. But I feel like when I feel like during COVID, like obviously you're with you're, you were with your significant other like every single day. Uh, there was not a day during the past like two years that I didn't see Austin and wasn't with him like 24 um, seven unless I would go and like do my own work and stuff and like hang out with my friends. But like, honestly, I feel like it's not it's not unhealthy to like want to be with that person all the time. It just like it shows that you truly enjoy their company and want to spend your time with them. And I don't think that that's a bad thing. I just think that if you're abandoning like your whole life for your significant other, then I feel like that's maybe a little bit of a problem. But there's nothing wrong with like Austin and I um, in our apartment. He has like his TV in the living room and then we have the TV in the bedroom. And like some nights he'll be like, okay, like I'm going to game with my friends tonight or I actually want to watch like this 
football game or whatever. So he'll go out there and he'll watch his shows that he wants to do. And then I'll be in the room watching like Real Housewives or a show that like I know that he Mm -hmm. wouldn't want to watch. And I feel like that alone time is also very necessary because then like when he's done and when I'm done watching our shows and having our alone time, it's like it's bedtime and we come in and we like choose a movie or a TV show to watch together. And then it's just like great bonding time. And there's Mm -hmm. more conversation too. I feel like when you do your own thing or when you do everything together way too much, you talk about things all day long when you're together. So then by the time it's time to like unplug from work or unplug from like a certain activity you guys are doing, you get to just like sit down and enjoy dinner or sit down and enjoy a cup of tea, whatever you guys want to do in your spare time. You don't have anything to talk about because you've been talking all day, right? So I feel like it's so important to have that alone time to create that like really intimate and like special conversation, which I feel like I've learned too over the years that like, like you said, Soph, when we were living with all of our significant others during COVID, we spent 24 hours a day. So now that when I was single for a bit and now I'm with like a new guy, I'm like, okay, but this is going to be so different this time. I live alone still. I'm still independent. I still have my cat. Shout out to Pippa. You still have your own life. Still have my own life. Like I still, and what made me really realize this too, is that I feel like, and this is just me being real. Like I feel like I personally in my old relationship had codependency issues um, because of me growing up with him. And since we were together for like eight years, it made me codependent. And that's just me being honest. Like, and I think that it's a true thing that a lot of people don't like to admit um, because it has like a bad connotation around it. But at the end of the day, like I truly felt like I struggled with that and moving into like a new relationship and from being single and that kind of like transition in my life, it made me realize how much I want to be independent and how important it is in a relationship. So the fact that like Nitz, you were saying like you love the um, love being home alone because it makes you feel like you live alone and have that experience. Like it's exactly that. Like I love living at home by myself and having that experience, even though obviously one day I want to eventually, you know, live with my husband or my significant other. I do think it's important to do those things alone to kind of learn those life skills. I wonder what it's going to be like for you now that you were really close, obviously, in your other relationship and like lived together, then lived on your own. How it's going to feel now that you know what living alone is like to go back and live with someone else and have to accommodate your schedule. You know, it's going to be interesting. But I think what so you said it was really important. Like your significant other should be the person you want to spend majority of your time with because realistically, at the end of the day, the goal is that you're probably going to live with this person. So you want to enjoy each other's company and you want the little things to become fun and keep them exciting and whatnot. But it's so important to learn to enjoy alone time. The other day I went for a walk alone. I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people. To me, it was a big deal because I feel like every walk or everything that I do, I'm always like, hey, Josh, you want to come with just because I enjoy his company. Whereas I never take the time to do things alone. And I had a glorious walk. I went to Tim Hortons. I got myself a latte. Did you get a donut? I listened. I did not, but I got a birthday um, – what's it called? Timbit. Justin Bieber. Justin um, Bieber. Justin Bieber Timbit. Timbit. I had my headphones on and I just walked by the water and I was like, I need to do this more often. It's so important to learn to be alone with your thoughts. Do you feel like you enjoyed being in your own thoughts and did you feel like you actually had some like, great ideas that came of it or like great thoughts that came of it? Did you feel like empowered after that walk? Yeah. I mean, if I'm being fully honest, the walk was a year after my grandfather passed away. So I was thinking to myself, what do I want to do to honor him? And I was like, let me go and journal and just walk around. And I asked Josh, I was like, hey, do you want to go on a walk? And in my head, I was like, wait, shouldn't you be doing this alone? Like, it's like, you can go and walk by yourself and be with your own thoughts. But I generally enjoy Josh's company and it's more comfortable and easier to ask someone to do things with you. And Josh was like, no, I don't really feel like it. And I 
used to always be like, okay, then I'm not going to go. Like, I don't need to go by myself. Like, the whole point is I have fun with you. But I think it's so important to have fun by yourself. And that's something new for me. Like, I genuinely enjoyed that walk and I enjoyed being in my own thoughts and not having to make conversation. Not that it's a drag to make conversation with him, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to talk to anyone. I played whatever song I wanted. Like, I was in my own thoughts. So it's just something I want to do more of. I saw actually this this TikTok and I'm probably going to butcher everything that it mentioned in it just because I saw it a few weeks ago. But it was basically like saying how like people who are not in relationships are like searching for their like greatest love and like even people who are in relationships are like thinking that like this is their greatest love but at the end of the day like you as a person like yourself should be your greatest love and I don't know if I'm saying that correctly or if that's going to even resonate with anyone but like it is kind of true like you I feel like you need to enjoy like doing things for yourself and being alone and like going for walks alone maybe going and grabbing lunch by yourself or just like running an errand fully alone and it's like yourself should be your greatest love and I think that that's important to to think about and it's like obviously your partner (laughs) is the love of your life but like I think you and yourself should be your greatest love so I like that I thought that was interesting. Moving on to my question that I pulled from the advice column. So this is going to have a few parts to it, but um, the sender wrote in, how in the world do you manage adulting, aka cleaning groceries, self-care, working out, cooking at home, which takes forever, plus a proper sleep at night, looking your best, ah, Adulting is so stressful, not to mention the urge to travel and do girls trips slash socialize with your friends. Mm. Girl. I honestly, (laughs) personally, I don't think I can answer this because I don't know the answer. No, here's the thing. That is the most relatable (laughs) advice question I've ever heard in my life. You guys, we're all in it together. I don't even know. I don't think anyone knows the answer to this because we're all literally just going with it. And it's all trial and error for everybody. I don't think there's actually a golden question or a golden answer for this one. I'm going to be honest. I actually kind of hate adulting. I love it, but I hate it so much. Like laundry to me, cleaning Mm. to me, it makes you really appreciate like everything that your parents have done for you growing up. I feel like when you're younger, you don't really appreciate like how much that like helps you out as a kid, not having to do your own laundry or like those kinds of things. And I feel like it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. And I feel like parents don't get enough credit for how much they put in for however many years, like probably up to 20 years of their lives to like strictly like help their kids make the home like nice and clean and tidy. And it's actually crazy because my apartment's always a shit show. And I just, <laughs> am, I'm just lazy. I'm so with you. Oh, you guys, you don't even want to know. You no, don't babe, even want to know. Babe, we know we get the photo updates. We get the photo updates of your closet that literally you can't see the floor. <laughs> It's just like laundry and that kind of stuff. But I feel like no one really knows what they're doing, if I'm being honest. Okay, well, I'm going to be honest, you guys. Managing all of that is just not possible for me. I think that I oh, I have to give up certain things, okay? And I'm going to tell you the things that I give up, okay? I'm going to be super honest here. Um, I Yes, I do my own laundry, obviously. Yes, I do the things that are necessities. But for cooking, I'm going to be honest. I'm not a huge cook. And I think that truly running my own business and the three of us can all understand that and everybody listening here obviously works a job like managing all of those things is quite 
literally impossible. So there's usually things that kind of fall between the cracks. And for me, it's cooking. I just don't even use my kitchen hardly. Um, what about you guys? What falls through the cracks for you guys? Um, you know what falls through the cracks? That should have been my sabotage of the week. Grocery shopping. I have nothing yeah. in my fridge right now. I literally Thank cannot you. find the time to grocery shop. I think adulting is so overrated. It's so difficult. And it seems like everyone clearly is in the same boat trying to figure it out. But I think the thing that helps me the most is just realizing that you can't do it all and not everything mm-hmm. needs to get done right now. Like mm-hmm. I'll try to figure out my priorities and if ordering in will ease pressure or ease stress, I will go ahead and do that because time is money too and it's just sacrifices you have to make. So the lesson for me is, like you said, Emma, realizing what you can't do and trying to figure out where can you get help, whether it's hiring someone, whether it's sacrificing something, you know what I mean? Like just realizing that you can't do it all and what's your top priorities? What are your top priorities? And honestly, if you really think about it, like that's why parents do carpool. That's why there's so many things that like parents do because they can't do it all in the day. You know what I mean? And like it Mm -hmm. actually like really, you realize it as you get older. I don't know why I keep going back to like parents because we're talking about us here, but like it does make you realize that you can't do it all in a day. And even looking at your parents when you're younger, thinking that they have it all figured out and like, how do they make the time? Half the time, they're just also not even sure how they're going to do it, but they just make it work. Imagine throwing kids into it as well. Okay. I was just going to say that I always think about if I can't handle this right now, what am I going to do when I have a child? What am I going to do when I have children? What am I going to do when I have the dog that I want? It's tough. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know, guys. I think we've I all, know. I think, I think we've all agreed that there are just things that we have to sacrifice and you just have to put your top priorities at the top of your list. And that's how you adult. And that's truly how you adult. If you don't get something done, you push it to the next day. That's the thing. The next day is always there and it's always ready for you. So that could be so toxic. (laughs) So cleaning laundry next day, next day. Oh, it'll be there the next day. It could be there next year. Literally the story of my life. When you mentioned the showers, Nitz. Oh yeah. When you mentioned the showers, that has literally been mine in Austin's next day for about two weeks. I have another tip actually on adulting. I think the weekend is an amazing time to get your shit together. Like leave things for the weekend, not to the point where you don't have a weekend and you don't enjoy it because also adulting kind of makes you look forward to the weekend, which I think is not the point of life. You should be looking forward to every day. But the weekend is an amazing time to get the things that you can't do during the week done, like grocery shopping, like laundry, like calling your grandmother, like organizing the cabinets. Like it doesn't all have to fit within your day where you have your nine to five or whatever work that you do. So just planning that into your weekend has helped me a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think a Sunday, I think a Sunday to me is such like a get your shit together, ready for the upcoming week kind of day for me. I love a good Sunday, cleaning, laundry, fresh sheets on a Sunday night, Sunday evening, hopping into bed and watching a show before the Monday Mm. starts. That is... That is adulthood. (laughs) That is adulthood, babe. And with a glass of red wine cheers okay ladies next question so i actually resonate with this question and i think we all do in some way shape or form every lady here listening on the pod can totally resonate with this okay so the question is i feel like i always give way more gifts than my boyfriend does how do i deal with this so ladies have you ever dealt with a shitty gift from a significant other absolutely 
obviously. <laughs> Absolutely, we have. And you know what? When we say shitty, we don't mean like, oh my God, like that's not expensive enough or like, oh my God, like that, blah, blah, blah. It's just like the fact of, you know what? He kind of didn't nail it this time and it was kind of not the right vibe or like, mm, he could have done it, you know, a little the other way or like, you know, it's just sometimes men we know think in certain ways. Ladies, what is your advice for receiving a gift that you'd not necessarily love from a significant other. And if you'd like to share an example, I would love to hear it. I think it depends on where you are in your relationship. Because I think in the early stages, even if your gift is literally the worst thing you've ever received in your life, suck it up, say thank you, and give them a smooch. You know, like you got to do what you got to do at the beginning of the relationship. I'm not saying a gift that makes you feel not valued. I'm saying if you didn't don't like the gift, don't say anything. But if you know that there's thought and effort behind it, like don't say anything. Later, let's say a few years into the relationship, you're comfortable, you're secure. He gives you a shitty gift. Feel free to say, hey, this is shitty. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I want something else. Um, I so disagree. And I think that this will be such a great controversial um, conversation because I would love to hear from the stunning queens what they think. But I kind of disagree because okay. I feel like at the beginning stages in a relationship, you need to almost like be the most vocal about what you need and what you want. So then they can like actually know from the beginning and so they can like be trained to be that way. I so agree. But there's there's two types of bad gifts. There's one bad gift where the actual gift is bad, but you know they tried. <laughs> so I'm saying okay. don't say right. anything, right? Right. But that's right. What, what I said is the other type of gift, if you feel unvalued, like they didn't try, like you oh, just see it's yes, like it. not thoughtful, then you could say something because I agree with you. That's just like if they're okay. not treating you right, I'm always for being vocal. But if you generally like got something, you're like, mm, don't love it but like I know he tried you don't say anything now if right. Josh will get me something and I know he tried but I still hate it I'll be like mm, yeah I'm not crazy about it like you're like can we return can we exchange yeah, yeah. exactly exactly <laughs> can we get like, store credit exactly <laughs> yeah. no exactly like what Nitz thought of our birthday gift to her this oh year. yeah you guys we didn't so talk about true. on the pod she can, I, like, can I be honest? She yes. didn't, Nitz, did, Nitz did not like the Dior earrings that we got her for her birthday, and she told us. But that's a compliment because I think we're so secure in our friendship that you guys, like, we're a few years in. We're not going anywhere. No, totally, we're here for life. Totally. If I don't like mm. it, I'll probably tell you, you know, because you're yeah, going to be like, hey, where are the earrings? Uh, well, by the way, though, I can't exchange them, so I do have them for life. Oh, oh my God, I, I did. That's I did try. <laughs> I'll take them off your hands if you don't want them. <laughs> okay. They're so cute. I love them. <laughs> we can do Anyways, a little fun tradesies. I'm down. Sophie's Sophie's yeah. Dior earrings have an S on it, so it doesn't oh, work yeah, for Shunits. Shoot. <laughs> um, I actually agree though, and it's like I totally agree with the fact of like if it's clearly a thoughtful gift and you can see he's so excited to like see your reaction and opening it. And like, you know what? I do understand. However, I I am so for being vocal about what you need in a relationship because I feel like at the beginning stages, if he doesn't match your needs and he eventually probably won't and you know that sooner than later, that's probably better if that makes sense. No, I see that. I see both sides like Chanel. Sophie, do you have any thoughts about this? I feel like you guys said everything that I would say. Okay, guys, next question. So the person wrote in, any advice for dealing with the pressure to heal from a breakup quickly? So that could be pressure from like your friends saying like, oh, you need to get over it. Um, like you need to like start talking to someone else or like you just need to like basically be over it. I totally feel that. And honestly, the pressure can also like do more harm than good, I think. Um, 
And I think that everyone just, whenever you're going through a breakup, it's just important to like take your time and go at your own pace because you don't know. Like one one week you might wake up and be like, I'm over it. And then three weeks later, you might be like, actually, I'm not over it. Or even a year. You know what I mean? I feel like totally. if you loved that person, I feel like it's really hard to just like completely cut off all like emotion for them just like at the drop of a hat it's just not realistic and even like thinking about myself and like my own past relationships too like I I'm not saying that like I'm not over it but I'm just saying like you still think about them you still wonder like how are they doing I hope that they're well I hope that they're happy like you know what I mean um and I feel like that like care that care for that person will never go away if you ended up ended off things on good terms but I feel like there should be no pressure and that your friends and family or whoever is pressuring you to get over it should just respect that and give Mm -hmm. you all the time you need because that's truly not going to help and it's going to make you make some bad decisions along the way if you follow people's advice that's not truly what you feel in your heart yeah I agree and I also think it's society's pressure too not necessarily like your friends or like your family like even like on TikTok, you guys see it all the time, probably of like, you know, those like TikTok sounds about like, oh, fuck that guy. Like I'm now single and I'm going to go have a hot girl summer and like blah, blah, all these things that are like obviously amazing too for like the support of that. To the streets. No, literally like fuck him to the going sewer. to the streets vibes. Like <laughs> the rats are going to the sewer. No, but like, you know what I'm talking about? Like it's almost like society tells you that like if Obviously, it's very, again, depending on the situation, but if it ends well or ends badly, like, I feel like society is just like, fuck that guy, move on, go and like sleep around, go do this, go be single, live your best life. But like, for some people, it could take up to a year, even longer to get over somebody and some people to need to be alone rather than like, obviously going straight into dating. I agree. And I think it's important to allow yourself to feel those emotions and whether they come and go and how often they come and go, that's how you're really going to get over the situation in whatever way that ends up happening. But you need to love yourself more or the most and allow yourself to go through the motions and give yourself the time to handle each situation in whatever way you need to, to in a healthy way, get over someone or get over a problem, not by suppressing it. I agree. And every breakup is like a huge learning lesson to you and what you can apply. So honestly, just like take that time. That person is out there, whether you think they are or not, they are out there and you will find them. Okay. Last question. How to get over your ex being with someone new? Ooh, that's so the tea. I think personally, I think you just have to like be happy for them. I know it's hard at first. I know you want to like hate them. You want to like creep the girl and like see who she is. Check out her pics. Like you want to like you want to be full on like FBI investigator. But like after a certain point, you're just like, whatever, like who cares? Like that's just my personal opinion. Obviously, I know it's hard to see at first and it can like sting a little, but Actually, I don't even know how to properly answer this because if I saw Austin with another girl, I would literally bring the hammer. That's the thing. I think the initial thought is like you go into like psycho mode, you go into FBI mode. We've all been there. And I think that you really like at the end of the day, like Soph said, yes, there's no doubt in my mind that every single person listening to this podcast right now would go into FBI mode and would fully creep the person, whoever that person may be, and see what high school they went to, see, go all the way down to their first Instagram post to see what they're if they're liking each other's photos and everything, like I totally get that. And we're going to do that as humans. However, I feel like at the end of the day, like so said, you have to be happy with yourself and know that there's a reason why you guys broke up. And at the end of the day, you want them to be happy. 
even though if it happened or it ended on good or bad terms, you want your significant or your old significant other to be happy because they were in your life for a reason. And I think that it's just the mature thing to not like cause drama or like create tension, like unnecessary tension. I also think you need to just start focusing on you as much as it's tempting to go down that road. And I'm sure at the beginning, everyone will. Eventually, it needs to come to a point where you catch yourself doing it and you need to have enough self-control to be like, "Mm, I don't like the way this makes me feel. I'm choosing to not go down this road. I'm actually going to focus on myself. I'm going to you know, do some self-care. I'm going to go do something for me because I'm more important than this drama. And that's where I'm going to focus my energy, you know, but it has to be like a mental switch that you take on because you're realizing that, hey, this situation is not making me feel good. I'm not into this right now or ever. And I choose to not engage. I love that. Okay, before we wrap up the episode, you guys, you already know Stunning Queen of the Week. This week's Stunning Queen title goes to Summer Rachel Warren, the Stunning Queen mom-to-be who is killing the pregnancy style game, killing the game in general. I just love her vibe, love her energy. I just love her real her realness. I agree. I also love that one TikTok she made with her partner trying the wings when he said purr. Oh. I yeah. peed myself. So good. Peed my pants. Feed my pants. No, and honestly, just the fact that the fact that her style is so chic and so cute, and we would literally wear it now, not even being pregnant, and the fact that she pulls it off with like a bump is the cutest thing in the entire world. And if you guys aren't following her, you should definitely go check her out. Um, she's very PFG and has the cutest style ever. And we love her. And with that, you guys, we are wrapping up today's episode. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at that's so sabotage. Our podcast is also available on spotify apple Podcasts, and i think amazon now which is exciting okay well we will see you guys next week so thank you so much for tuning in and we love you bye bye, bye.